In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending October 31st, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announced on Thursday that they will be moving forward with plans to create a second producer-funded beef checkoff program. We will be putting in the Federal Register a notice with a series of questions, soliciting comment and input from producers and producer groups that will help us formulate what a second checkoff would look like. Vilsack said he was creating this new checkoff program because those in the industry have not been able to reach a consensus on the existing checkoff's reforms. Honestly, I'm happy to not do this if the folks who have been talking for three years could continue to talk and ultimately get to a point where they all agree. That has not happened, unfortunately. And I understand the significance of that for this industry that is challenged at this point in time. Low supply, pretty good prices, domestic consumption challenges, a lot of competition. Need to maybe scale that up a little. Need to really push the global market opportunities, which are going to be enormous. But you're going to need more resources to do that. And I think it's unfortunate that the lack of the ability of folks in the industry to coalesce around a set of changes and reforms into the current checkoff prevents us from getting additional money into the system. So absent that agreement, I've got the power to create an avenue for additional money. I'm going to use that power unless the industry comes back and says, you know, you don't have to do that, Mr. Secretary. We've come to an understanding. This is how we would like it done. I'm all for that. But I haven't heard that. In other news, Bayer Crop Science is now accepting applications for this year's Produce Innovation Award. For more on that story, here's Mike D. Steve Olson, product manager of Bear Crop Science for the insecticide business, talks about how farmers are known as inventors and can win a hefty $10,000 award. We do know that there's innovation out at the farm level, and we want to recognize that because we cannot address all of the needs that a producer may have. We know that he's going to innovate, and we want to encourage that innovation, and we also want to highlight those that are bringing, really applying new technologies or implementing their ideas in creative ways that help allow produce to be more accessible to the general public. Here's how you can apply or nominate a grower. And they can find the application at our Bayer cropscience.us.com website. There'll be an application there they can fill out. Somebody could nominate somebody, fill out an application on behalf of somebody else. And it it is important to really cascade the message out across the general population of growers across the U.S. And it's really focused at the producer level. That's our customer that we feel that we serve best. And we want to recognize their efforts. It's, I think, important for the growers to understand that Bayer is really committed to supporting them in, in their endeavors. We want to bring products that really add value to their operations, and that's what we're really all about. Reporting for Southeast Agnet, I'm Mike D. Cindy Zimmerman reported this week that the dairy industry is working to better meet consumer needs. People may know and love the Got Milk advertising campaign, but unfortunately, they're just not getting milk. Tom Gallagher with the Dairy Checkoff says they're looking to new innovations in the fluid milk market to reverse decades of declining consumption. The grim reality is that one out of every two individuals over the age of 18 don't drink any fluid milk. We're not going to grow this business with that kind of statistic. So we've got to change school milk for real. We've got to bring more alternatives, these small bottles and different venues and different fun packages and different fun flavors to the younger people. We've got to continue our Fuel Up to Play 60 program to teach the value of fluid milk and the nutrition of milk. The dairy industry's new effort to meet consumer needs will include new products and merchandising as well as new and enhanced distribution channels. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And Ever Griner took a look at the cotton industry this past week. 
All indications are the 2014 cotton crop is going to be a big one. Not a record breaker, but a very big crop. Late season weather can make a big difference in the final harvest. Farmers already knew that it's going to be hard to make money on this year's crop. Current prices show that. Exports are forecast to be strong, especially to China. But uh, that's about the biggest plus that growers have right now. You know, at one time, cotton was the most preferred fabric in the world. It was a worldwide choice for clothing manufacturers. And at that time, growers were challenged by the boll weevil. Well, technology and science removed that obstacle, but that same element of science and technology has now given us synthetics. Not as comfortable, but durable, and a whole lot cheaper. Well, any way you look at it, hope the weather's good, and that this will be a good year for cotton farmers. As we wrap up this week's podcast, many people, of course, are observing Halloween. And because of that, Tyron Spearman reports it's a big weekend for peanut products. Peanut farmers do a good job of production of peanuts, but you have to sell them and you have to have consumers that love them. And this weekend is a big weekend for peanut products. It's Halloween. And this year, according to the National Confectioners Association, the top 10 items are filled with peanuts and peanut products. The favorite Halloween candy, Reese's. Reese's regular size, that's less than 3.5 ounces. The peanut butter cups jumped by 7.7% to take over and outstrip M&M's. M&M's is published by Mars. It's the sale of M&M's only trail the uh, Reese's by just a small amount. Remember to get peanut M&M's for your Halloween. The third item is Snickers, also issued by Mars. Snickers bars fell just slightly last year, and they've got a new campaign called You're Not You When You're Hungry. The number four item is Hershey's. Hershey's, this is chocolate, making many of the most famous brands for decades. It's made Hershey's brand milk chocolate number four. Number five, Kit Kat, also published by Hershey's. The sale of a few chocolate bars grew faster than Kit Kats over the past few years. Number six is Twix for to go. Uh, number seven is Three Musketeers. Number eight, Hershey's Cookies and Cream. Number nine, Milky Way. And number ten, Almond Joy. So overall, Peanut's doing very well with the one, two, three top items in Halloween candy. Of course, you can hear those and even more reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.